Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, President Biden gets emotional while visiting Buffalo as we learn new details about the shooter's plan to attack a predominantly black elementary school. The president and first lady pay their respects at the site of the deadly racist massacre and call on Americans to reject the lie of bigoted rhetoric. White supremacy is a poison. We cannot remain silent. Plus, the very latest in the investigation and the other targets the suspected gunman considered, including Hasidic Jewish communities in New Jersey. Election Day in America, the biggest primary night so far, and all eyes are on the Trump factor. Does the former president still control the Republican Party? Baby formula crisis. Two children with special medical needs hospitalized amid the shortage. The new details tonight. Plus the major manufacturer airlifting in supplies. Breaking news, COVID boosters authorized for kids. All the details parents need to know. And one million COVID deaths and the hundreds of thousands of children who lost a parent in the pandemic. Tonight's other top headlines, the drug smuggling tunnel found on the southern border, stretching the length of almost six football fields. 400 UFO encounters, the Pentagon's newly declassified intelligence. Plus, the Memorial Day weekend travel forecast you're going to want to hear. And finally, tonight, one woman's run for the record books. Her inspirational story from cancer survivor to marathoner. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting tonight from New York. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night from New York. We're going to begin tonight with the disturbing new details in the investigation of that Buffalo supermarket massacre. CBS News has learned that the suspect was considering other targets, including elementary schools, churches, and Hasidic Jewish communities in New Jersey. The suspected shooter remains behind bars tonight. And President Biden tra traveled to Buffalo, New York today to meet with grieving families, offering them comfort and support. The president and first lady placed flowers at a growing memorial near the top supermarket. And in a speech, President Biden issued an impassioned plea, calling on Americans to reject hate and those who peddle and promote the racist conspiracy known as replacement theory. We have a lot of news to get to tonight in the investigation, but CBS's Dorika Duncan is going to start us off. Good evening, Dorika. Good evening, Nora. As I stand here right now, there are vigils happening to my left and my right, right outside of this supermarket where that massacre occurred. You know, earlier today, President Biden told about 70 family members of those who lost loved ones that democracy was in danger. He said that hate and fear had been fed too much energy. But he also ended on this positive note. He said that hate will not prevail. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison. Today, President Biden called Saturday's massacre an act of domestic terrorism. Speaking to a community in pain, he condemned the racism that drove a gunman to target black people at a Buffalo supermarket, killing 10 and wounding three others. We need to say as clearly and force as we can that the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. The president spoke about each victim. Andre McNeil. 53, went to buy his three-year-old son a birthday cake. He later hugged the three-year-old after speaking with some of the families to listen and console, bringing comfort to Vion Elliott and his daughter Linda. My uncle's story and what happened to him wasn't just kicked under a rug like it meant nothing because it meant a lot. Do you think things will get better moving forward? It takes time because like you said, ain't nothing's going to change overnight, no one. We all need to change it, you know, like I said, got to come together to, to, to make that change. This morning, the president and first lady visited the site of the shooting where they placed flowers at a growing memorial. Based on his online postings, the shooter appeared to go inside Top Supermarket multiple times on March 8th and again the day before the rampage, monitoring the busiest times of day at the store. This photo shows two of the three weapons the accused gunman brought to the attack. It was covered with writings which included a racial slur and the phrase, White Lives Matter. Eight-year-old London Thomas was at the store with her parents when the shooting started. She hid with her father inside a milk cooler until they were rescued by police. I wasn't really scared. I was just like, I was scared for my mom because I thought something happened to her. But 65-year-old Celestine Cheney did not escape. She was shopping for ingredients to make a strawberry shortcake with her sister, Joanne Daniels. They were about to exit the store when they heard gunshots. People was running in. They running in. And they, I guess they ran over her. So I reached down to try to pick her up. And she said, go ahead, go ahead, I'm coming, I'm coming. Cheney was a mother, a grandmother, and cancer survivor. Her life is now a reminder to her sister to live. I thought she was behind me, but she wasn't. So she saved my life because I was going to stay there with her. Oh, my goodness, Jerika. Well, I know you spoke with family members of victims after they met with the president today. What did they tell you? 
They said that they needed that. They know that the president's visit doesn't bring their loved ones back, but it helps. And, you know, the president even leaned in on his own experience with loss, telling the crowd that there will come a day when a memory of their loved one brings about a smile instead of a tear. Nora. Tarika Duncan, thank you so much for your reporting. We want to turn now to the investigation as federal authorities are combing through hundreds of pages of the suspect's writings in the months and days prior to the attack. CBS News has learned that some of the writings include other possible targets, such as elementary schools, churches, and Hasidic Jewish communities. The postings also provide a detailed timeline of the shooter's planning. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Begays. FBI agents continue scouring the top's grocery store, piecing together the shooter's movements during the attack. They are also poring over writings the suspect kept online. CBS News has reviewed the postings which sources believe to be authentic. The writings run over 600 pages and indicate that he was radicalized and started planning five months ago. In January, the suspect identified the rifle he wanted to purchase. He was able to buy it legally, despite undergoing a mental health evaluation after making disturbing comments at school about murder and suicide. He fell through the cracks, but he should have been put on, a, uh, on, the, uh, on the mix and uh, flagged not to be able to purchase a gun. In February of this year, three months before the attack, he first mentioned the Topps grocery store writing, damn, that is looking good. He called Tops attack area one and cited two other possible targets. According to the suspect's posts, he drove to Buffalo on March 8th to look for targets, got a speeding ticket, and even sketched diagrams of the Tops grocery store. Catherine Schweit, a former FBI agent who investigated mass shooters, says that they are nearly impossible to find online. The internet is as big as the grains of sand on the ocean beaches. How do we collect that? What do we do with it? The writings were found on Discord, an online chat room host where users create groups for certain interests. Discord chat rooms are private and encrypted, which means your friends group, your interaction circle is unique to you. Discord and other people cannot simply scan and see the content in that chat room. Sources say that law enforcement did not know about the writings before the shootings, and they need tips from the public to go searching. Unless the American people get their head out of the sand and find a way to be aware of their children, their neighbors, and their coworkers, we're never going to solve this problem. In those writings online, the suspect wondered why the FBI wasn't on to him. That was about two weeks before the shooting. The suspects allege writings speak to motive and will play a role in potential hate crime charges. Nora. Jeff Begays with all those new details. Thank you. And turning now to Sunday's shooting at a Taiwanese church in California, the suspect made his first court appearance today. Prosecutors say 68-year-old David Chu of Las Vegas was motivated by his hatred against Taiwan when he opened fire, killing one person and injuring five others. Investigators say Chu chained the church's doors shut and then used superglue to disable the locks before starting his rampage. We're also getting our first look inside the church as parishioners fought back and detained the suspect, preventing an outcome that could likely have been much worse. 
All right, in a costly victory, Russia appears to have secured the Ukrainian city Mariupol today. Ukraine called on its soldiers there to stop fighting as a convoy of buses evacuated the fighters trapped inside a steel plant that's been repeatedly shelled during a months-long assault. More than 250 soldiers, some severely wounded, have been evacuated to Russian-held territory. Ukraine hopes to get them back in a prisoner exchange. All right, turning now to politics, it's primary day in five states today. Voters headed to the polls in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Kentucky, Idaho, and Oregon. CBS's Robert Costa looks at the key races and whether former President Trump's endorsement will help a celebrity doctor turn political candidate. Voters headed to the polls early here in Pennsylvania, a key battleground state. The main event is the Republican Senate primary election where in the final days, the three top contenders have been locked in a tight race. Celebrity Dr. Mehmet Oz won Trump's backing, but faces competition from businessman and former George W. Bush administration official David McCormick, and from conservative commentator Kathy Barnett, who has surged in recent days. Oz remains confident. The good news is I'm leading in the race. President Trump, when he endorsed me, said I was smart, tough, I will never let you down. But Barnett has won support with her anti-establishment message. Did former President Trump pick the wrong person in this race? Absolutely. But listen, <laughs> but listen, he is, he, he is not Jesus, so he gets to be wrong, and on this, he's wrong. Barnett has also faced scrutiny about past statements that were anti-Muslim and homophobic. Some voters say they won't listen to Trump, even if he remains their favorite. I love President Trump. He did a lot of great things for the country, but... Sometimes pre uh, former President Trump just doesn't pick the correct people to surround himself with. Many Pennsylvania Democrats have been rallying around the front runner for their Senate nomination, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who suffered a stroke last week and is receiving a pacemaker today. In North Carolina, another Trump-endorsed candidate, first-term Congressman Madison Cawthorn, is under fire, following a string of controversies from clashes with colleagues to brushes with the law, including bringing a loaded gun to an airport. Party leaders are closely watching the Philadelphia suburbs, knowing the dynamics here are often a bellwether of the political drift in this state, now and ahead of 2024. Nora. Robert Costa, thank you. Now to the impact of the nationwide baby formula shortage. We're learning for the first time about children hospitalized because they were unable to get a specific formula. Two kids, one a toddler, the other a preschooler, have spe special medical needs and rely on a specialty formula made by Abbott. They were treated with IV liquids at a hospital in Memphis. One child was discharged today and the other remains hospitalized. And Nestle, the Swiss-based food company, announced today it's stepping up its shipments of Gerber formula by flying it in from its plants in Switzerland and the Netherlands. The company said they will specifically import two brands of hypoallergenic milk for parents of babies intolerant to cow's milk protein. All right, in more medical news, the FDA today authorized Pfizer's COVID-19 booster shot for 5 to 11-year-olds. The CDC's scientific advisors are scheduled to meet on Thursday to decide whether to formally recommend those children get booster shots. If the advisors agree, boosters for elementary-age kids could start as early as Friday. 
Well, the pandemic has had a profound impact on America's children. As we mark the once unthinkable milestone of one million COVID deaths, it's estimated more than 200,000 kids in the U.S. have lost a parent or caregiver to the virus, leaving them vulnerable. We get more now from CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. As an emergency medical technician near Miami, 23-year-old Kenya Penalba comforts her patients, but was powerless to do the same for her own stepfather, Rudolfo, when he was hospitalized with COVID last August. He had to get intubated, and as soon as he was intubated, his organs started failing, and we were told he had a day or so left to live. I had to say goodbye on FaceTime because they wouldn't allow visitors due to the pandemic. What's worse, her mother, Evis, was sick with the virus, too. She died a few days after, which I suspect is more so because of heartbreak than because of the virus. Penalba was left to care for her 13-year-old brother, Lazaro, and 90-year-old grandmother, Paulina. I never expected to lose them. They were my best friends. I was like this with my parents. Um, so obviously that's the hardest part. I never thought I'd have to live without them. So that was my low, realizing that they're gone. As soon as I heard my mom died, I just instantly broke my heart in a million pieces. Lazaro is now among the more than 214,000 children in the U.S. who have lost a parent or primary caregiver to COVID-19. Experts say the loss of a parent can be linked to an increased risk of substance abuse, dropping out of school, depression, and suicide. Benalba has become the head of the household, managing a full-time job, giving insulin shots to her grandmother, and ensuring Lazaro stays on top of his homework. Did you shuffle them? I can't really go on a vacation or anything like that, and that hurts me, I guess, but ultimately they matter the most to me, so I don't mind sacrificing those things. And it's appreciated. She is exactly just like my mom. She's like your mom? Yes. I mean, that's the important thing is to have each other, right? Exactly. Manuel Bojorquez, CBS News, Florida City, Florida. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. There's some breaking news tonight out of Los Angeles. Fire crews are battling a brush fire near the historic Griffith Observatory. Water-dropping aircraft are helping fight the fires that have grown to about four acres in size. The fire is being fueled by the severe drought and windy conditions. All right, six people are under arrest tonight after U.S. authorities discovered a drug tunnel between San Diego and Tijuana. The tunnel, the length of six football fields and six stories below ground, has rail tracks, ventilation, and electricity. Law enforcement sees more than 1,700 pounds of cocaine. As the U.S. attorney said, there's no more light at the end of this narco tunnel. All right, UFOs are unexplained, it's true, and they are real. That was the word today from the head of a congressional subcommittee looking into unexplained aerial phenomena. The hearing was spurred on by several mysterious videos like this taken by U.S. military pilots. Well, the committee stressed the matter is a national security issue and that UFOs could be the product of foreign adversaries. 
Okay, Memorial Day, the start, unofficial start of summer, is right around the corner, and AAA warns a lot of people will travel. Nearly 35 million drivers are expected to hit the road. Air travel is expected to jump 25% over last year. Thursday will be the busiest. When a Phoenix woman decided to live a life without limits, she gave herself a huge personal challenge, a run for the record books. CBS's Mark Strassman has her inspirational story. Marathoners typically run on two legs and grit. Jackie Hunt Bruchma does it on one. I didn't want to be an amputee. I was like, this is not my life. I'm just going to be normal. 20 years ago, at age 26, the South African native got bone cancer, a tumor near her left ankle. Within three weeks, I went from cancer diagnosis to having my leg amputated. And I was like, no, I'm going to fight this. From the beginning, your mindset was, this will not limit me. I was very stubborn. <laughs> Still am. <laughs> but you need beyond stubborn to run marathon after marathon, day after day. Jackie's journey this year. In all, 104 marathons in 104 days. She raised almost $200,000, enough to buy running blades like hers for 50 para-athletes. People are going to look at you and go, are you crazy? <laughs> I had to, like, convince myself, yes, this is crazy, but you can do it. So your messages were all capable of so much more? Yes, that's exactly my message. You just go and try something hard, something that's personal to you. 102 marathons in 102 days. Jackie Hunt Bruchma challenged herself and stuck to it for the long run. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Phoenix. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Eye on America, why these women are taking a leap of faith to bring awareness to mental health challenges for female veterans. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in New York. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.